And now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Grumpy Chunk. Uh, thank you for continuing to listen to the uh, Grumpy Chunk program. Uh, okay, so just real quick. So we call it a program because we don't know if it's, this is going on the podcast or this is going on the radio or it's going on YouTube or anything like that, right? Right, Mr. Dolan? Uh, producer extraordinaire? Okay. Uh, my name is Grumpy Chunk, your host, your very humble servant. I would like to uh, ask you to join us on Twitter at the Grumpy Chunk. Follow, subscribe, share, all that great stuff. Also on the YouTube, search out Grumpy Chunk. Now, if this is on the podcast, Mr. Dolan, then I do want to remind everybody to, uh, you know, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google, Google, Google Podcast, Google, say that a lot, right? Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, we do ask you to subscribe, follow, share, tell your friends about it, uh, because, uh, uh, this company, the company that we're working for now, uh, has absolutely no budget for advertising. I, I don't understand. They make millions and millions and millions of dollars. We can't even get Mickey, Mr. Mickey Dolan a microphone. They can't do any type of uh, advertisement at all. Matter of fact, the uh, general manager, uh, also known as Cockroach, because he scurries away whenever you come to him with a issue, right? He doesn't even listen to the program. So I have to tell you, I don't, I don't know what that's about at all. Uh, Mr. Mickey Dolan, before we get into the uh, program today, how about the weather this morning? All right, where we live, we there is a marine layer. And so coming in this morning into work, into the studios, uh, there was a mist that uh, kind of hovered over the atmosphere here, right? And at any time, and it was a little foggy, at any time I thought I was going to hear a foghorn, you know, like... Right? And then when I pulled up to the uh, studios here, I thought some longshoreman was going to try to dock me in. That's how <laughs> the marine layer was like. But I have to tell you, on, the, on a side note, the waves yesterday at the, uh, uh, in the Atlantic, yesterday at the beach, I saw pictures. I saw some video. Outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. I'm, uh, I'm like so despondent that I didn't, uh, they didn't have the surf line up. Uh, surfline.com because I usually check surfline.com in the morning because if I have a if I have a chance to do some uh, dawn patrol then I'm on it but I didn't have the I didn't have the uh, surfline up yesterday because I knew we was coming to the studio we we're going to do a long a long day yesterday and it was yeah right but yesterday stupendous now let me tell you when I have a chance to do dawn patrol or I have a chance to get out there and do some surfing I love doing it I'm not good at it I'm not good. I think I did. I take you. I took you once, right, Mr. Mickey Dolan? I took you once, but the sun, you and the sun, because you're Irish, you and the sun doesn't work, right? And all you did was laugh at me because I, <laughs> because I suck. I suck at surfing. I absolutely, I am not a good surfer. I'm not a good. I'm not good. I can't stand up on a board. I can tell you that right now. So I have a, I have the boogie board. Okay, the. And I have it for the fat man. So I have a fat man boogie board so I can at least float a little bit. And uh, But it's fun. I, I enjoy it. And you know what? If you talk to any hardcore surfer out there, they'll tell you the best thing to do is to enjoy it, dude. Tubular. <laughs> Mickey Dolan, you're just shaking your head like, no, no, no. You can't, you can't take that out of your mind. You can't take out of your mind. Get it out of your head. Fat man surfing. It's like a manatee. You just want to roll them back into the water. Or like a small whale, right? Every time I got beached, you just want to go over, pour water on top of me, and just roll me back in? <laughs> that's fantastic. I love that. Good for you. And you know what? And I appreciate that. And that's why you got that, uh, that's why you got that invitation to Greenpeace. Because you were so good uh, on the day that uh, you went out uh, surfing with me. Uh, that aside, oh, do you hear that? you hear that in the background there? Do you hear that in the background? Is that going over the microphone here? Is that bleeding through? So our studios, our studios are, uh, are right on the ground floor. And on the other side of the glass, and there was the windows to the outside, uh, there's yard. All right. And this company has the absolute worst yard guys. 
lawn team ever. These guys work all the time. They water the, the yard all the time, the lawn, all the freaking time. It looks like a bunch of weeds. There's no grass to it. It's just weeds and vine. That's it. They're out there with their blowers and their weed eaters, right? And they're driving the big uh, the big monster lawnmowers. You got the one guy standing up on it like it's a hovercraft. They are just horrible. They miss everything. The guy that's in the hovercraft-looking uh, lawnmower, uh, he's, it's like all you have to do is go up and down. Just like when you were a kid. Go up. You go back down, you go back up, you go back down. No, this guy's all over the place. Just willy-nilly, all over. And, and you just think that the, their boss would come out and go, hey, what are you doing? No, no, there's nothing. There's none of that. There's no boss, there's no nothing. And I'm not going to give their name, uh, name of their company, because I know that uh, there's a pool right now in the sales office. Yeah, they have an over-under on when I'm going to get fired from this, uh, from this job. For my 41st uh, job. Speaking of, <laughs> I'm just on a tangent today. I'm just like going all over the place. I'm like I'm like the lawn guy driving the hovercraft lawnmower. I'm just all over the place today. So Mickey Dolan, producer extraordinaire, I was telling you about uh, the fact that uh, one of the reasons we're not going to get a brand new microphone for you or even an old microphone for you is because the general manager, every time I confront him about this, he scurries off. And remember I telling you that uh, the guys, uh, the DJs over in the country station, I was having coffee with them the other day, and they said, well, that's the cockroach. That, that's their nickname. Those two guys confronted me earlier today, and they, <laughs> they were like, why do you say that on the air? Because they all listen. They all listen. Everybody, everybody in, this, in this office listens to this show. Everybody. Absolutely everybody listens to this show, except for the general manager. So... The, the DJs came to me and they were like, you know, grumpy. What are you doing? You don't, you know, don't, don't, don't say that, that he's called the cockroach. I say, he doesn't listen. He goes, yeah, but we all listen to your program and somebody's going to say something to him. I said, hold on for a second. How long have you called this guy the cockroach? And the one DJ says, well, for about a year. Okay. So, so for a year. The whole office, including the UPS guy, is calling the G- general manager, the GM. They're calling him the cockroach. And you're nervous that if I get on air here and talk about this on the air to the multitudes, all five people that listen to this broadcast outside of the office, you're worried that uh, he's going to find out? What if the UPS guy came in and had a special delivery? He says, uh, I got a special delivery for the cockroach, right? DJs are kind of like, oh, okay. So I kind of got, I kinda, they kind of gave me a little bit of, a little bit of grief about it. But then, you know, after a cup of coffee and a conversation, uh, we're, we're good. So, <laughs> so anyway, so uh, Mickey Dolan, producer extraordinaire, please do not, <laughs> do not let the, don't spill the beans on the boss being called the cockroach. Don't. Okay. And then finally, like I said, I'm all over the board today. I'm all over the board. I don't understand why, but, uh, I got like even uh, Mickey Dolan. He, he even Mickey Dolan is such a great producer. He, he gave me the itinerary today. He put it in front of me. He said, here, here's, here's what, uh, here's what we're, we're working on today. And I've blown the itinerary altogether. And uh, you know, what I think it is, it's because I'm a little nervous because the consultants are coming in. Whenever the consultants, radio has consultants. They have all these consultants. Most of, most of the time it's guys who have failed in radio and now are getting paid big bucks to tell other people how to fail in radio like they did. But I will tell you, the first time I met these guys, it was... Uh, it. Uh, it was really kind of messed up. They pulled me in, right? So when they got here and they got hired, well, hold on, hold on. Why are you giving me the wrap-up sign? Because we have a commercial break coming up. We have we have to take a timeout. Is that what you're saying? So I don't have time for this story. Okay, so so I'm going to tell the story, right? I feel bad because now I've teased the story and I can't. I, I you're you're telling me we got to wrap it up because we got to take a break. 
Okay, next segment, gonna finish this, uh, this story. Uh, you wanted to go, 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 hit, hit the button, hit the button. Uh, Mickey Dolan, you wanted, you wanted to go, you wanted to take, no, 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 I'm not mad. No, I'm not mad. No, why would I be mad? I just, I, I'm, I can't be mad because I'm just doing willy-nilly today. Because I'm, I'm like the guy outside who's doing the yard on the hovercraft lawnmower. I'm just kind of all over the board today. So don't, no, no, don't worry about me. Yeah, okay, now's the time. Now's the time. You get hit the button. Okay, hit the button. Can I have your attention? Can I have your attention, please? I think we're going to have a problem here. You almost caused accidents. Are you out of your mind? <sighs> okay, you know what? Grumpy Chunk busts through the door. Company's management hits the floor. All the suits know what's in store. Know what's in store. Are you out of your mind? Grumpy Chuck just gets hot. 24 hours later, he gets hot. He's ready to take over, but he's too tired. Are you out of your mind? You couldn't wait? <laughs> Loser! You couldn't wait? Are you out of your mind? You couldn't wait? Once again, thank you for uh, joining us uh, today on the Grumpy Chunk program. We also want to thank you for joining us on the Twitter at Grumpy Chunk at the Grumpy Chunk. Also, listening to us on YouTube, Grumpy Chunk is the uh, YouTube page. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Before we before we went on uh, that little break there, um, I started to tell you about uh, the consultants are coming in. So the the, the consultants. Radio consultants, these are, uh, you know, I, I'm going to make a blanket statement because every every radio consultant I've ever met, and I met a few, I, I met a few, okay? These are guys who used to be in radio or used to do some type of broadcasting. They didn't do well in it. So instead of trying to find a different career, they went ahead and just went into consulting. So they can go ahead and tell other people how not to do good too. <laughs> it's a great job if you can get it, right? Again, I'm rambling today. I'm a little willy-nilly today. I do want to apologize because the yard guys are outside, and let me tell you something. They're making so much noise, and they're just not doing a good job. You know what? Can I tell you? If they were doing a great job, then I would be all about uh, – I wouldn't even I wouldn't even give them a hard time. I wouldn't even give them a hard time, but they just don't do a good job. So, All right. So, yeah. <laughs> Dolan, really? That's funny right there. Dolan, <laughs> Dolan says to me in my headset here because he has the little Aircom thing. Says, uh, are you maybe you're just complaining about the yard guys is because you're a failed yard guy and you think you could do better? <laughs> I should become a yard consultant because I failed because my dad always told me that I was lazy and I failed at doing the yard when he told me to on a Saturday when I would rather watch cartoons. But I failed. I didn't do a good job. I was lazy. Now I'm a consultant for yard guys. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So to my main point, the consultants are coming in today and they, they sit down, all the DJs, all the talk hosts, uh, the sales guys, everybody has a consultant. Okay. Except for the general manager, because, you know, cockroach, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a consultant. Not at all. There's no consultant because he already knows the best way not to do any work. It's fantastic. The first time I met these consultants was probably about, uh, five or six weeks ago, they came in and there's two of them, okay? One of them looks like Panama Jack. He has the Panama Jack uh, hat, has the beard, has the uh, Hawaiian shirt, shorts, loafers, no socks. And when I walked into the studio where we were going to talk, his feet's up on the desk, he's hanging out, his sunglasses are on, he's chill. The other guy, button-up shirt, slacks, looks like he uh, should work at a department store, but his tan, his tan was exquisite. He had the best tan I've ever seen on any one human being in the world. And it wasn't a spray tan. This guy is out in this backyard getting sun, okay? And it is perfect. It is perfect tan. So I'm going to call him Suntan Guy and Panama Jack. 
Panama Jack is the guy who tells you about all the artistry that you can do, dude. All the artistry. Suntan Man, Mr. Suntan, he's, he's like the hype man. So I walk in. Mr. Suntan looks at me and he says, Grumpy Chunk, let me tell you, your show was hot. Your show was absolutely hot. It was burning up this morning. I swear, I swear to you, that's what I got. So when I, I, I walk in and that's what I got. At any time, I thought he was going to break out into a Geico commercial. Let me tell you, Mr. Grumpy Chuck, your show was so hot. It was brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% on your car insurance. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of taken aback. I really was. Because A, I was expecting to walk in there and have them start pick apart, you know, hey, you use the word so too many times. Hey, you use the word right too many times. You might want to cut down on that. Hey, do you have any topics? How do you do your, your show prep? Uh, none of that. No, this guy, Suntan Man, is saying, man, let me tell you, Grumpy Chunk, I have not heard a hotter show in 10 years. It was absolutely amazing. And this compliment is brought to you by SunTrust. I look over, and Panama Jack, his, his feet are still up on the table. And this is what he says to me. How long you been doing this? 25 years? I'm surprised you're not making a million dollars a year. I'm like, well, I'm really surprised that uh, I'm still have a job. This would be my 41st firing. How about that, guys? <laughs> you know, they're, they're not they're not amused. You know, they're just not, I mean, trying to have a conversation with them, it was, imagine having a conversation with Suntan Man, right? Just over, like, the weather. Like, the first segment, right, talking about the weather, talking about how it looked foggy outside, it was kind of rainy, waiting for the foghorns to hit. If I had said that to Suntan Man, said something like, Man, how about those weather this morning? It, it, the misty, it was foggy. I probably would have heard foghorns or something like that. His response would have been, Man, let me tell you, Grumpy Chuck, that weather was out of control. The weather, of course, brought to you by Geico. It's like, what? <laughs> All right, well, that's good. Hey, how about, how about uh, you see some baseball last night? How about the... How about the Padres? Padres are doing pretty good. Oh, let me tell you about the Padres. The Padres have the hottest team in the league, and they're spending the most money. Well, that's good. Okay, so right on. That's that is the so <laughs> that, that that's what it's like having a conversation with uh, with with Suntan Man. Now the other guy, Panama Jack, that's a whole different deal. I don't even know how those two get along. Because this other guy, Panama Jack, is so chill. He has he is so chill. You would think that he has marijuana on intravenous. He has he has a bag of marijuana water that's just that's just fed to him intravenously. That's how that is that is how chill this guy is all the time. You cannot shake him. You could tell him, hey, Panama Jack, your hat's on fire. Oh my God. Get the hat off. And he would be like, yeah, I could feel the heat. It's like, really? So he says to me, he, he just he starts talking about the the program. He talks, he, you know what he loves? He loves Mickey Dolan, and he wishes they could get that that this company could get him a mic. Which I said, yes, please. Can you talk to somebody about getting a mic? And let me tell you something, okay? Panama Jack and Suntan Man. Suntan Man says. Well, let me tell you something. There is absolutely no way that cockroach is going to give you a microphone. He just It's not in the budget. It's not going to happen. So you're going to have to work around that there, buddy. This denial is brought to you by Geico. The consultants even know that the general manager's name is Cockroach. So why is the guys in the, why the DJs over the country station give me a hard time? They don't need to give me a hard time. That's insane. So yeah, so that, so the, seeing the consultants today is going to be, 
is going to be a, is going to be a task. I'm 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 not dreading it because I'm going to get slip service. I think I think the uh, I think the Panama Jack guy. I think he's going to be like. So have you thought about uh, having more sunny topics? It's like what, what sunny topics? What kind of sunny topics? Sunny topics. You're bright, uplifting topics. I don't know. Uh, are the topics I choose not uplifting and sunny? I I don't know. And then all I'm going to get from uh, Suntan Man is, let me tell you, Grumpy, you got yourself a hot show. Hot show? Hot show. And this compliment is brought to you by Geico. 15% could save you on your car insurance. So I have uh, that to look forward to today after we get off the uh, off the air, right? So Mickey Dolan, are you coming with me to this uh, meeting? No, not not in your life. You have other things to do, right? Something, someone to bury, something like that. All right. Grumpy. Grumpy. John. Welcome back to the uh, Grumpy Chunk program. Uh, my name is Grumpy Chunk, your host. You can call me Mr. Chunk. You can call me Grumpy. You can call me Mr. Grumpy. You can call me uh, Chunk. You can call me whatever really you want. I'm going to answer to it. Mr. Mickey Dolan is a producer extraordinaire on the board. Thank you very much. Once again, 15 years of fantasticness. I appreciate you very much. I was in the store the other day, a department store. I'm not going to go into like what store it was. You'll, you'll be able to guess. I will tell you the experience is going to like stay with me for a little while because there's a couple of things. One, uh, people are stupid. And second, all the masks that everybody is, are wearing because of the COVID are kind of discerning. Hey, okay, let's do the mask thing really quick, okay, before I get to the stupid part of it. I understand that we have to wear the masks. I really do. Absolutely, 100%. I understand we have to wear the masks. And I, I am not going to even say that we shouldn't wear the masks, right? I wear the masks, and I do it every single time. No problem whatsoever. But I wish there was like one type of mask that we were all supposed to wear. Not because I think we all should be be uniform, big brother. You know, it's not to conform. But some people are wearing masks that, man, I really don't know if you should wear those. Because it makes you, the mask makes you look like you're not trying to keep out COVID, but you're getting ready to riot in the West Bank. Are you feeling me? I don't think that's a good look. And you see the way people dress now, some of the people dress nowadays, you know, some people wear their pajama pants and they look like they're getting ready to go to Gaza. You know, instead of just a surgical mask, just do the mask. They have the mask that you kind of put up, that you just kind of pull it up over your face like it's like it's a bandana, like you're a crip or you're a blood or something like that. Also, it's like, really, you're not a crip or a blood. I guarantee you. So anyway, so it's just it's just kind of off putting when you are in line at a, a department store, a grocery store or something, and the person behind you and the person in front of you look like they just came back from a riot in Gaza. So again, no, wear the masks, wear the masks. I'm not telling you not to. I'm not gonna, I'm not giving you a hard time about wearing a mask. It's just some of the masks, it's a little, eh, you know, I'm, eh. Anyway, that's just, sorry. Just let me step away from that for a second. Let me get to the stupid part. So I go over to the electronics section because I want to see if I can get myself a new set of earphones, head, headphones, because my headphones here have a little crackle in them. Uh, and I'm kind of thinking that it's probably time for a new set. Now, I don't get an expensive set of headphones. I really don't. Ten bucks. Uh, I'm good, right? And I'm standing there and this dude takes a knife out of his pocket and starts cutting things off the peg because the, all the pegs are locked. All the pegs are locked. And it's not like he's trying to steal the $300 iPhone accessory. No. He's stealing 10 of the $2.50 earplugs. Really? What? So you're stealing the cheap stuff. And you're not stealing the expensive stuff. Or you go into a store and you steal the cheap stuff. Are you practicing to go to the store that has the expensive stuff? What are you, what are you doing? That makes no sense to me. You're not you're not even you're not even trying to steal something that's expensive. You're just trying to steal anything you can. Are you that desperate for the for the meth, man? I mean, really? I mean, what what is the point? Stupid. Just stupid. And then not not 5 seconds later, you know, he's trying to walk out. Boom. You know, the LP guys, loss prevention guys and a cop are sitting there waiting for him, and now they're arresting him. For what? You got you know, eight pairs of $2.50 earplugs? Really? 
And the whole time, I didn't do nothing, man. I didn't do nothing, man. I didn't do nothing, man. You don't know what you're talking about. I, I didn't do nothing, man. It's like, shut up. They got you on video, dude. You're dumb. Just dumb. Like the degree of dumb for stealing in general is beyond me. But the degree of dumb in stealing something stupid is even more mind-boggling. And then to get then to get arrested for it, and you try to lie your way out of it by throwing a hissy fit. Oh, I didn't do nothing. You're just giving me a hard time because I'm dirty. <laughs> I heard this out of this guy's mouth. You're giving me a hard time and arresting me because I'm dirty. Because he's dirty. Because he's dirty. <laughs> Not only that, but what are you doing with, what are you going to do with eight pairs of earplugs that are $2.50 each? You sell them on the street so you get your meth, your, <laughs> your meth or your Coke or your crack or whatever else. Really? That's what you're going to do? You know what? Here's my suggestion. When you're in prison or you're in the jail, learn a trade. Because stealing is not your forte, man. It's not, it's not what you were meant to be. It's not what you were born to be. You weren't born to be a thief. And while you're in there, since you are dirty, grab some soap. Wash that ass, bruh. You smelly. You smelly and dirty. You smelly and dirty and you can't steal. You're bad at it. You're bad at cleaning. You're bad at bathing. And you're bad at stealing. What's the question? How, Dolan, Dolan, what's the question? How many times have I gotten fired? How many times have I gotten fired? Uh, 40. 40? Easy. I mean, I'm looking towards 41. I mean, if that's any consolation. Yeah, let's, let me put it to you like this. When I go down to the unemployment office, they treat me like Norm from Cheers. Hey, Grumpy! So that's how many times I've been fired. Uh, thanks for listening. This is uh, this is the the Grumpy Chunk podcast radio show radio show podcast. What is Dolan? What is it? What what's this one? This the one that we're taping right now. The one that we're doing right now. Is this the radio show or is this the podcast? All right, whatever. So Dolan, Dolan is my producer. Don't don't even don't even say. Well, he never talks. Well, because we don't have another microphone. Okay, we got the one microphone. We can afford one microphone here at the studios. That's right. Thank you. So Dolan, what 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 was the question? Mickey Dolan, producer extraordinaire. You're walking to the kitchen, right? The little kitchenette thing where everybody goes and they have their like a little lunch and everything. You know the the staff kitchen, and you go in there, and what does some sales guy asked you a question. What was the question? Why do you stay with this guy? He gets fired all the time. <laughs> no, not that question. Not that question. Although that's a good question. I would, I would ask you that too. So the question is, and this is coming from, this is coming from a new sales guy who's never done podcast, radio. He's never done any type of broadcast selling before. Because people sell ads and blah, 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 blah. Right. And that's how that's how radio stations, podcasts, everybody makes money in in that business. I say in that business because we ain't making no money over here. We just get fired. That's what we do. So this uh, new this newbie sales guy asked Dolan, is this business crazy? Let me this is this is exactly if you have ever watched WKRP in Cincinnati, the the comedy from uh, like late 70s, early 80s. Right. If you've ever watched that show, that is 100% exactly how it is. Whoever, whoever wrote that show had a, a lifetime in the radio industry, in the broadcast industry, because the, the general manager is the same. The desk lady is the same. The program director is the same. Uh, you got the DJs are the same. It, it, the, the guy who does the sales, the guy who does the news, the intern, everybody is exactly the same. So if you've ever seen WKRP in Cincinnati, that's exactly what it's like. Absolutely 100% exactly what it's like. And it gets crazy. You know what? There are some crazy things that happen in this business that in any other business, in any other business, it would uh, get people fired. I can tell you that right now. When I first started, I was at uh, one of my first radio stations I was at. This is back uh, in the 1980s, uh, right? And there was a there was a DJ. I'm going to call him a DJ because now they're called air talents. Because you got to be air talented. 
But then they were called DJs because that's what they did. They jocked the disc. They disc jockeyed. And he worked on the country station up as opposed to the talk station I was working on, right? Well, he knew that I was new to the business and he was trying to make himself all cool and everything. Or at least that's what I think. It, I, there was like, the, the story he told me was like a half truth. I think it was some, I think it was partly true, but I don't think it was wholly true. I'm going to regurgitate the, uh, the, the story to you, okay? But I think this was partly true and partly not, okay? So this, this DJ, he pulls me into the studio. He's like, hey, I got a story for you. Come on in here. Let me tell you about the business, right? It's like, all right. So I go in the studio. He's in between records. He's playing some Garth Brooks, Johnny Cash, whatever, you know, Ring of Fire, blah, 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 blah. He says, you do drugs? I'm like, no, I don't do, I don't do drugs. He says, you should start. All good DJs do drugs. <laughs> Which I don't believe. I don't believe that at all. I still don't believe it to this day, although there's a few of them. But no, no. And he says, I remember when I was doing a rock station once in Chicago. Tom Petty used to come over to my house and we'd sit on my couch just before I had to be on the air. And he would sit down next to me and he would take out this big tube of aluminum foil and he would put it down on my coffee table. And then he'd unwrap it and it was one kilo of cocaine. And then we just did cocaine until we were blithering idiots. Then he says, my wife at the time would come in and give us coffee and then wake me up so I could go to work. Like, really? <laughs> He's like, that's pretty good, ain't it? Yeah, that's pretty good there, buddy. Not bad, Mr. DJ from the country station. That's pretty funny. Wow, that's impressive. That impressed me. You did coke with Tom Petty. No way. And you know what? I don't believe that story. Like, I believe that the DJ probably did, did drugs like that. But I don't believe that Tom Petty would go to Chicago with a, a tinfoil tube of cocaine and roll it out on this. Guys, no, I don't believe that. That's the one thing. And that's the other thing about uh, DJs and DJs. Not, uh, not necessarily air talent or the air talented. But DJs, there's always some story. And they took the story and they jacked it up. This guy probably found like like a baggie of cocaine and he did it on a box in an alleyway outside of his apartment on his way to work. But he made it sound, he made the story sound like, oh, Tom Petty came over. We all did cocaine. It was a party. But there, there is crazy things, crazy things uh, that would happen to this business. And Dolan, remember, uh, remember, it was like uh, about 20 years ago, right? Uh, maybe my 10th firing around there. Maybe my 11th, right? The program director from the AC station, Adult Contemporary. And, uh, AC stations, uh, they, they, would, they would play like Celine Dion. Celine Dion. That guy who's walking back to Memphis. Uh, more Celine Dion. All right. Well, the program director would always, anytime something was going on, he would always communicate in song lyrics. Okay, there was a hurricane that was coming up the coast and it was it was coming right for the city that our radio station was in. This program director, he came into the air talent meeting for the air talented and he stood there and he said, you know, let me tell you, this is urgent. This is urgent. Emergency. Urgent. He's quoting foreigner. Why is he quoting foreigner? It's like, dude, a hurricane coming. It's a category one. Everybody has jobs to do because you're part of the community and it's a community service. Okay, fine. But why are you, are you quoting foreigner? Hmm? Hmm? And he would just, he would do, I, you know what? I could probably, I can't think of a lot of them off the top of my head, but that one stuck out. That one absolutely stuck out. And I could have, you know, I got like thousands of these. <laughs> I do have thousands of these little stories. And uh, one more, one more, Dolan. Remember when I stopped being the air talent because I stopped being air talented and I wanted to be a program director. I tried to do the management job, right? And this is after being in the business almost uh, 25 years. So I go and I was running this radio station and the guy who owned the radio station, uh, he was dumb. 
He was dumb. It's like people who own things, whether whatever kind of business, you know, sometimes you wonder how they got into the business they're in because they had money. Not because they were smart, not because they were good at their jobs, not because not because they had some w- wicked awesome skill, but because somebody gave them some money or they were able to con somebody out of some money so they could do something that they thought they would what that, that their whole life was about doing this one job. And this is what was going to make them happy. This is that guy, the owner of this radio, uh, radio group that I was, I was programming for. I was programming a rock station. And we did the, I did this, show, I did this, uh, this little program at the beginning, at the middle of the day. It was sort of an 80s show, right? And I play 80s music for like, you know, three, four songs of 80s songs, whatever. And he didn't like my selection of songs. I mean, it's not like I was going out on a limb. I wasn't like going deep track on things. I was playing 80s songs, 80s rock songs. There's a ton of them, right? Journey, the aforementioned Foreigner, Sticks. I mean, just stuff like that, right? So he sits me down in the big office. There was this big, big, big office that they all the sales guys would sit, there, sit around and meet. And it was me, the owner, and the general manager. And he looks at me and he says, so uh, grumpy, you play 80s, uh, 80s music at noon, right? I said, well, yeah, 80s rock, right? He said, well, there's some songs I don't hear. I'm like, well, okay, like what? He goes, well, I, I don't know if you know them. All right, like, like what are you talking about? And he says, well, let's play, let's play, let's play a little trivia game. <sighs> I can't believe I'm doing this. He goes, okay. And he looks at the general manager. He says, let's see if you know this one. And then he rattles out. So tell me the name of this song. Beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it, beat it. I'm like, beat it from Michael Jackson. And he goes, you do know it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I do know it. He's like, well, why don't you play it? I'm like, because we're a rock station and we play 80s rock. And he said, that's not a rock song. I said, that's Michael Jackson. If you put Michael Jackson in between Journey and Fleetwood Mac, people are going to say, you suck. If you play Led Zeppelin into Metallica, into Michael Jackson, people are going to think that you are wacky. Okay, well, what about what about this one? Let's see if you know this one. Come on, Eileen. I swear to da, da. Come on, uh, da, 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 da. I'm like, come on, Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. He's like, yes, you know that one too. I'm like, yeah, I, and I know we could dance if we want to. We can leave our friends behind because if your friends don't dance and if you don't dance, well, no friends of mine. I mean, I, I know the I know the, the men without hats too, but I mean, I'm gonna play men without hats. Imagine that, like you're gonna do ACDC back in black, right? Back in black. I hate the sack. I've been too long. I'm glad to be back. It's like, really? And then you're going to bust out. We can dance if we want to. We can leave our friends behind. Because our friends don't dance. And if you don't dance, well, no friends of mine. It's like, really? And then from there, I look out this morning and the sun was gone. Turn on some music to start my day. I lost myself in a familiar song. I closed my eyes and I slipped away. More than a feeling, right? You're going to roll out some Boston, but you got to make sure to get safety dance in the middle of that. It does not work, right? He didn't, he didn't like that. And guess what happened? Guess what happened? Guess what happened? Got fired. Totally fired. I was totally fired. I was asked to leave that very day. After we left that office, the GM, the general manager comes into, <laughs> into my office. He sits down. He says, uh, grumpy, I don't think this is going to work. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to fire you. <laughs> like, it's all right, buddy. It's all right. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, so crazy things in, uh, radio, uh, in the radio land, radio landscape, as it were, from people who are air talent, the air talented. I love, I love it when the newbie sales guys come into the house and they go, Hey, this is a pretty wicked cool business, isn't it? Grumpy. Grumpy. John. Uh, once again, thank you for joining the Grumpy Chunk program. My name is Grumpy, and my last name is Chunk. 
and together it makes Grumpy Chunk. Mr. Mickey Dolan is a producer extraordinaire running the boards uh, for us today, as he does every single day for the last uh, 17, 18 years, right? Exactly. So, Mr. Mickey Dolan. So, I called my doctor uh, today, earlier today, before, uh, we, before we got into broadcast, right? And all I wanted to do was set up an appointment uh, to check, you know, levels and uh, get a checkup and stuff like that. You know, just checkup stuff. I'm getting older, and I need to get the checkup, right? And I get... The receptionist and the receptionist says to me, well, uh, Mr. Mr. Chunk, because they, they call me Mr. Chunk there because they don't want to say grumpy. I don't understand why. What's wrong with just my name's grumpy chunk. Just say grumpy. How you doing? That's all right. But you will call Mr. Mr. Chunk. You will call me Mr. Chunk. Mr. Chunk was my dad. But if you will call me Mr. Chunk, you know, out of respect. OK, fine. I'm not going to give you a hard time about that. But regardless, that's that's neither here nor there. All I want to do is make an appointment. Check the body over, see how it's doing, your average everyday checkup, all right? All right? So that's what I want to do. So I call up Ring-a-Ding-Dany, right? I get the receptionist, and she says, you know what? Absolutely, we'll totally get you an appointment. How does two months from now sound? And I'm like, two months? Is it really going to take two months to, to see a doctor? Oh, yeah, he's booked up. Okay. All right. So this, this is my problem with, with uh, doctors and dentists. Dentists are worse because if you say to a dentist, Hey, I got a toothache. They go, okay, well, I'll fit you in, in three months. I don't want to turn this political. I'm not a political guy. All right. At least I'm not on the air political guy. That's not what I do. Okay. I don't take a side one side or, or, or the other. All right. I really, I'm indifferent because both sides are losers. Both sides have issues. Both sides have nutballs. Both sides have realistic ideas. But in the end... Oh, hold, hold on for a second. It's, it's actually my doctor. He's calling me right now. <laughs> hold on for a second. Uh-huh. Oh, you've had a cancellation. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so not two months. It's going to be three months now. Okay. You know what? Uh, I'll, I'll call you back. I'm, I'm, I'm on the air right now. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Nice. That's very good. That's very, very good. So I wasn't going to get political or anything because I really don't. I, I, like I said, I don't believe in either side because either side is just a bunch of you know morons anyway. But I will tell you. Or what I hear uh, one side say, you know, we can't have national, you know, national health uh, health service. We can't have national health service. We can't have a national doctor like England or or like Denmark or like Germany or like Sweden or anything like that because there'll be waiting times. You know, you won't be able, you'll have to wait forever to see your doctor. I wait forever to see my doctor now. Who, What? Not only that, but I mean, think about this for a second. Oh my God! Now I'm on a now I'm on a soapbox. The soapbox. Hold on for a second. Let me climb the soapbox. Two things. One is that to pay my doctor, I need insurance, right? So I need a middleman to pay my doctor. When I go to pay my doctor, I can't just say, "Okay, how much is that going to be?" And he tells me, and I pay him in cash. No, no, because nobody carries ten thousand dollars on them in cash. I got to have insurance. Right? So I got to have a middleman to pay my, my, my bill for me. I pay the insurance company, you know, a couple hundred dollars a, a week. And the insurance company pays this guy $10,000 one time. Okay? So there's that, which is, is absurd anyway. That, this, just that idea is absurd. If I want to go to the, if I want to go to the store and get some groceries... Let's not want to get a pack of hot dogs. I don't need hot dog insurance. Are you following me? To go to the store, I don't need to have hot dog insurance. So I'm not going to pay a hot dog insurer who's then going to pay the store so I can get hot dogs. Are you with me? That's free enterprise. That's the capitalist system. You have something, I want it, I'm going to pay for it, boom, it's done. That's the capitalist system. 
Okay. So there, so so that issue aside, now let's talk about waiting times. If I call the dentist or I call the doctor, and now I have to wait, I have to wait two, three months just to see him for a checkup for just really. But yet you're going to tell me that if there's nationalized health insurance or there's nationalized service, like they have in England or they have in Canada or they have in Denmark or something like that, that I might have to wait for my doctor. What? What are you talking about? I, I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense to me. I wait now. I'm waiting now. I'm waiting three months to have a doctor tell me that I'm okay or that I'm sick or that I need a need something. I'm waiting three months. You're telling me that I can't have the English, the British service or I can't have the Canadian service because I might have to wait for a doctor for a couple months. I'm waiting now for a couple of months. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. I'm paying a middleman to pay the doctor so I can wait three months. That's dumb. That's dumb. If I have to wait, put it on the put it on the country. You know, put like England or Canada. I'm okay with that. Like I gotta wait anyway. Oh well, you won't have a choice. Your doctors. I don't have a choice of my doctor now, because my insurance company tells me what doctors are in the network. Do you see how stupid this whole thing sounds? I have to pay a middleman to pay someone else. I have to wait to see a doctor, but if we had nationalized medicine, I'd have to wait to see a doctor. I can't choose my own doctor under a nationalized system, but I can't choose my own doctor because of the healthcare industry, because of the healthcare insurance, because they have to choose them for me. Depends on who's in their network. Do you see, just, I mean, be real, be realistic. Somebody, please be realistic here. Doesn't that sound stupid? Doesn't that sound idiotic? Now, if you change that and you do, you, you change that whole industry around and you say, hey, I need to go to the store and I need to get some hot dogs. Anybody, anybody listening is going to say, well, that's just free enterprise. He's going to get the best hot dogs he can. He can go into them. He can go into the supermarket and he can decide whether he wants Oscar Mayer or he wants, he wants armor or he wants bar Q or whatever. But no, I have to hear me out. I have to have hot dog insurance and the hot dog insurance is going to tell me what hot dog I can have. I can only have Oscar Mayer. What if I like armor? What if I like Johnstown? Are you with me? No, but the, the, the insurer is telling me that under in the network, I can only have that one type of hot dog instead of the other types. Right now you're looking at your, you're looking at your radio or you're looking at your podcast. You're looking at your phone or you're looking at your radio and you're going, wow, that sounds pretty right grumpy but but hold on i can't get the hot dog right now i have to wait for the hot dog you're gonna make me wait for a hot dog for two months what i gotta wait for a hot dog for two months i'm over it now i don't want the hot dog oh wait a minute now you can't choose your own hot dog you need hot dog insurance to get the hot dog and now you can't get the hot dog when you want the hot dog it's the same thing supply and demand it doesn't matter what the product is are you feeling me so whether I'm getting a hot dog and I need hot dog insurance and I got to wait to get my hot dog and I can't choose the hot dog I want because we don't have a nationalized hot dog service. Uh, what? 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 And the me- medical is the same way. I can't go to this doctor or I can't go to this hospital because they're not in my network. So I cannot choose my own doctor. At the same time, you're telling me that in England or in Canada, they can't choose their own doctor either. Okay. Well, I can't do that now. You might have to wait in England. You might have to wait in Canada. Well, I got to wait now. In England or in Canada, you pay it with your taxes. Here, you pay it to a company that then pays them. What? (laughs) Now, neither side wants you to have it. The Democrats don't want it. The Republicans don't want it. The Libertarians don't want it. None of the politicians want this because all of a sudden now they're out of the pocket of big pharma. They're out of the pocket of big insurance and i've just broken it down for you easy easy non-political not being political in this at all because they're both morons i i I hope that somebody hears this and says wow that sounds kind of realistic that sounds reasonable that's a reasonable scope 
But there's also somebody out there who's, that's doing this. They're looking at the radio. They're looking at the podcast. They're looking at their phone. Or they're looking at their, their car radio, whatever. And they're saying, oh, but it's more detailed than that. You just don't understand. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, shut up. It's basic. I pay you. You get give me a service. Boom. It's done. Just like that. If you're going to make me wait, okay, fine. But at least when I get there, the service better be good. If I'm just going to pay it with my taxes and I got to wait, and I can't pick my doctor. I can't do that now. I might as well just have it. And that way I don't have to be intertwined in this whole insurance. <sighs> my consultant says I need to take a chill pill. I need to bring myself down and center my chi. I'm going to center my chi right now. All right, so I think that wraps up the program today, the Grumpy Chunk program. Once again, we do ask you to subscribe, hit the little belly bell, and follow on any of the uh, formats that you listen to us on. Whether it be on radio, we hope you hit the button uh, right next to your radio, uh, the number one button. We want you to do that. If you're listening on a podcast, uh, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, uh, we hope that you subscribe, you follow, and you share what you like. And please, for more information on the program, you want to join our Twitter page, our Twitter, at The Grumpy Chunk. And that's the best place to get information on the program. Don't forget about the YouTube page. We'll be putting more stuff on the YouTube page. Uh, you know, little segments here, uh, little bits there, li little fun stuff here. And that will be on the YouTube page. Grumpy Chunk is the YouTube page name. With that said... For producer extraordinaire Mickey Dolan, I am Grumpy Chunk. We bid you a fond farewell. Remember, peace, love, happiness, the abstract truth, because that's the only truth that is truthful. <laughs> <laughs>